0: nice to hear the choir this morning wasn't it first time in how long a long time too long too long glad to have them back since who 16 months 16 months and you know what they haven't aged at all they look exactly as i remember them that's great i have told you i've been forgetful but never mind That's another thing. Happy Independence Day, everybody. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for being here. You know, whenever we combine services and do one, we never know who will show up, and now we know, and thank you for being here. Um, You know, in our country, July 4th is a, a day of celebration. It's a day of ice cream and baseball and hot dogs and apple pie. It's a day for family and friends and fireworks and dogs that freak out because of fireworks. Like mine, I've already started doing, I think, Thursday of this past week we celebrated. But truly, it is a day that we celebrate freedom um, from tyranny and our independence as a country. We recognize that uh, very much. Freedom, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is this. The quality or state of being free, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. I kind of have a problem with that. Because I don't think freedom means you get to do whatever you want. Because if I have freedom to do whatever I want, then that means you don't have freedom to do whatever you want. Right? I may exercise my freedom onto you, making something be coerced or a constraint or at a necessity. The truth is freedom is not getting to do whatever you want. Freedom is most free within the safe and positive confines of God's divine purposes. That is where we find ourselves the most free. For, for that matter, Paul actually dedicates the last two chapters of Galatians as a, as a plea for the responsible use of freedom. He points out that Christian liberty is not a license to keep on sinning, for instance. I'm not free to do whatever I want, so I can't keep sinning. And salvation was the grace gift of God. If we lean into Jesus for salvation and receive it, then there was a process of working out our salvation that would follow in life. See Philippians 2.12. When Jesus removed the burden of the law from us, all 633 laws of the Old Testament, it set us free from us. He laid his cross on our shoulders. Which meant we take up responsibility. It meant a creative investment in your life for His sake. See, Christian freedom makes you a servant of Christ. And the only way to, to preserve this freedom is to produce good fruit. Fruit of the Spirit. And the neat thing about the fruit of the Spirit is it's not something you should have to work for. If you're following Christ and you're living in Christ, the fruit of the Spirit is just going to grow. I heard a, a, a fellow say the other day, he said, have you ever seen a fruit tree try really hard to produce fruit? No, it just comes naturally. It's got the water, it's got the sun, it's got the good soil. You supply those things to it, it doesn't have to work hard at all. It's a, just a natural response to the things that are put into its life. And our life will be the same way. We will produce the fruit of the Spirit as a natural response to us living in Christ. It is a freedom that He gives us. We don't have to try. We don't have to struggle to be patient. You're like, ah, patience, I hate that. It's so hard to be patient. Well, maybe we need to just kind of settle into Christ a little bit more. Because once we do that, then the result is patience, the fruit of the Spirit. This freedom in Christ is actually... Harder than the way of the law. That's why uh, there was such a temptation for especially the Israelites to want to go back to Moses, to go back to Egypt, where indecision and doubt could be resolved by the religious authorities. Now, how would you like that? Every issue you have, every confusion you call me up, and you say, Hey, Jay, what's my, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, I'll tell you what you need to do with this. No, I really don't want you doing that. <laughs> I'm really bad at decision-making myself, so I really don't want that on you. I'll help you, but yikes. So if Christ is the source of grace, freedom is kind of like the, the whipped cream and cherry on top. So we have grace in our lives that gives us this fullness, but then we have freedom that's just kind of like, oh, by the way, this goes with it. Grace and freedom, they are master words for Paul you look at look at these words from galatians 5 1 our verse for today it says it is for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm then he says and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery see even in that freedom you have to stand firm there has to be a resistance to the old way of being sucked back into the old way of life and so there is something we need to do we're not freedom from from guarding our hearts and guarding our minds The question is, though, if Christ has set me free, what am I set free for? What has he set me free to do or to be? You see, obviously there are things in the world that are going to vie for my attention. There are things that are obviously going to uh, want my devotion and my time and my money and my allegiance and my freedom. Paul says, stand firm. Don't let yourself be burdened by these things that enslave you. And, folks, there are a lot of really good things that we become slaves to. Anything taken out of proportion can enslave us. That's why we have uh, prescription medicine that is such an addiction now, and people are stealing it. It can be really great and help you in the right context, but to overuse it and abuse it, it begins ruling you, and you become a slave to it. You see what I'm saying? It starts getting hold of you. Good things can turn out bad. Remember, you are saved by grace for grace. You have been redeemed for the kingdom of God. And if you put your faith in Jesus, you have been asked to surrender your life to Him. When you do that, freedom then comes from sin, both past, present, and future. We have freedom from sin. We are covered by him. Freedom to choose joy over worry is now in your reach. Freedom to lay down hatred and unforgiveness are new options in your life. You are free from them. Freedom from depression is replaced with hope. Sorrow is replaced with laughter because Jesus makes all things new. Don't let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. How many times has something gone wrong in our lives and we've gotten angry with someone or a situation or, or whatever it is and we just brood over it and brood over it and brood over it and we want to tell everyone how angry we are and how frustrated we are and all this and we just let it build and muster and just and, and fester in us. That is becoming, we are becoming a slave to those emotions. That's why Christ says, turn it over, let it go. Turn it over and say, God, I don't know what to do with this. And I need your forgiveness in my life to be able to let go and embrace the grace of God in me. Freedom from those things. Don't let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Choose freedom in Christ. Paul writes earlier in Galatians in 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, the greatest freedom we can ever know is found in giving ourselves completely to Jesus. I heard an old farmer had a um, a border collie, and as you know, they're working dogs, and they are, they're always about, you know, watching and being on alert and all this, and they moved into a new house. It was out kind of in the country, but it didn't have a fence. And the dog would just sit by the back door, very nervous, looking around. It was like overwhelming to the dog. It was like, I can't, I can't face this. And they would say, come on. And they would want the dog to explore the new space that it had and, and see all the things of this grand yard, but it couldn't. And so they talked to the vet about it and said, my dog used to be so energetic and loving and, and just so much fun, but it won't even chase a ball anymore, and, and I don't understand why. And, and said, we, we live in a yard without a fence. He said, show the dog the boundaries. And so they, they put up a fence. And guess what? The safety of the boundaries brought new life to that dog. All of a sudden he realized, this is where I can live and move and have my being. Folks, that's the way it is in Christ. We find ourselves within the boundaries of our relationship with Christ, and we find new freedom to do things we never imagined we could do. And our life has been set free because now we know this safe space. It is in Christ that we do these things. Timothy Munyon wrote um, years ago, he said, While living in Florida, I had several friends who worked cleaning rooms at a nationally known inn located directly on the white sands of the Gulf of Mexico. They spent their work breaks running barefoot in the sand. The problem was that the inn required all employees to wear shoes at all times while working. And he says, I noticed the employees responded in one of two ways. The majority thought the rule restricted their freedom. The rooms had shag carpeting. Did I tell you this was a long time ago? They had shag carpeting. It was delightful for bare toes. And just a few steps away lay the beach. To them, the rule to wear shoes was nothing more than employer harassment. But a minority of the employees looked at the rule differently. Something, sometimes late night parties would produce pieces of g- broken glass that would fall down into the shag carpeting. Occasionally, a stick pin would be found in the deep shag piles. Let's see where I'm going. Some knew the pain of skinning bare toes on the steel bed frame while making a bed. Anybody ever done that before? That's delightful. This minority saw the rule as protection, not restriction. Were God's laws written to make life miserable? Or were they written by a loving Heavenly Father who cares about His children? The Christian faith makes us free because Christ is truth. It is the truth. John 8, verses thirty-one, thirty-two. 32 Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free indeed. Where truth is sought, where truth is known, proclaimed, and abided by, only then and there is freedom. The scientist who has a reverence and enthusiasm for the truth of the natural world and will labor hour after hour in the laboratory to discover another tiny bit of it brings man toward freedom from disease, from superstition and fear and unnecessary toil. Concern for the truth in the field of education brings us toward freedom from the bondage of ignorance and small-mindedness. Mental anguish is the child of misconceptions, unfounded fears, undue worry, and self-centeredness. Mental health stems from the cleansing power of truth. Truth about God, truth about the world, and truth about ourselves. No successful solution of the problem of the world or world peace can be worked out on the basis of deceit or falsehood or intrigue or selfishness. Only truth the full truth can let the world can set the world free from war and misery. Truth is freedom, liberating the human spirit from those who press it down and enslave it. Christianity is a redemptive religion because it is the religion of truth. It is the truth about God. It's the truth about man. It's the truth about human relationships. It is not a myth. It is not a set of abstract ideas. It is not an assembling of truths to which other truths can be added to. It is an ultimate truth, living truth, from which all other truth finds validity. When you come to know truth, personalized and alive in Christ, you discover freedom for yourself was sitting next to a young man at a meal one time, and he knew I was a minister. And he said, I just don't believe there's any absolute truth. And I wanted to look at him and go, are you absolutely sure about that? And he was. And I thought, well, there's an absolute. There is absolute truth in this world. And a freedom that no person can take away in that truth. So back to the question from the beginning. What are we made free to do? What do we have freedom for? Freedom in Jesus delivers us from worry. Worry about how to live, how to love, who to love. Freedom from concerns about our future. As we trust Christ for our provision, for our protection, for our daily life freedom from concerns about our eternity. So we are free to live life, to do our best with the people that we love, free to share the reason for our hope, free to share the joy of our hearts, free to build a new life, a redeemed life, a life of second chances. Christ has set you free. Now you need to embrace the life that Christ has given you. The fact that Christ is in you and ask for your full surrender. For in Him is true freedom for sure. Christ truly sets us free. As we prepare to come to the table this morning, rem- I want to remind you that this is all about His love for us and the new life He gives us freedom from sin, forgiveness for guilt, regret shame. He sets us free so that we may know his joy in us. So I invite you to prepare for our uh, service, our communion time together. If you have your cups ready, there are two flaps, I remind you. The top one opens the bread and the bottom the juice. Let us prepare.